This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Good Friday. And that's where I want to start tonight and just wish you and your family and everybody a very blessed Good Friday and a blessed Easter. I hope you get a chance to spend some time with some loved ones, some family. And as we talk about so often on the show, please go out and plant some seeds of faith, hope, love on the past, at least on the show here about is it time to resurrect our prayers uh, over this weekend and beyond? All right, we've told you that, look, the Point of View community, one of the best communities out there. And so this show, it, it's really your show. We create this show. Some of the things that you need to know that are in that 1.9 trillion, yes, with a T, trillion dollar COVID package. We're going to start with this tonight, though, the fires in Medora. We touched on it for a moment last night because it was just brand new news. We've now got more information. In fact, earlier today, uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum was in Medora, held a press conference. It was a little windy out, so we don't have great audio for you, but we just want to you know, give you a visual here of him being in Medora uh, with a lot of the different federal agencies, local agencies, and just the incredible job that they did. Uh, we ended up yesterday with uh, zero lives lost, zero injuries, and zero structures lost. And this is a credit to the uh, all of the volunteers, all the firefighters, and all of the leadership that went into this. You're going to hear from the Billings County Fire Chief, Kyle Shockley, here in just a moment. But I also want to share this with you. Our sister station, uh, K-Fire, has done a really, really great job um, showing us what's happening there in Medora. So I want to give you a chance. That's what's going to be burned from this fire that we're really concerned about this amphitheater. As you can see, the fire came extremely close. And we talked to a lot of the crew members who said this was a priority when they came out here and were battling the fire. Absolutely incredible. Uh, you're going to hear from a moment, no structure loss, nobody injured. So thank you and God bless all our first responders, the firefighters, everybody that was out there um, just fighting this fire, keeping people and places safe. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As I mentioned a moment ago, earlier today, I had a chance to visit with the Billings, Billings County Fire Chief, Kyle Shockley, about the fire that took place last night, where things are at right now. Here's what he had to say earlier today. Join us now, Billings County Fire Chief Kyle Shockley obviously took care of the fire last night in Medora that many of us scared that the amphitheater might uh, have some flames, some smoke. Um, for the review, it's looking like it's approximately 3,000 acres. Uh, uh, in regards to the amphitheater, um, yesterday afternoon, the fire was approaching the amphitheater uh, quite rapidly. Uh, it did burn up to it. We pulled all of our units and we went into structure protection and we didn't lose any of the structures as the fire approached and kind of basically burnt through the amphitheater, but nothing was lost. So for us that aren't fire chiefs like you, what do you, what do you mean it burned through the amphitheater, but nothing was lost? What does that mean exactly? So basically the vegetation and stuff that is close to the edges, um, as many people who do the musical knows there's shrubs and stuff kind of worked right into the hillside there. Um, a lot of that did burn action and, uh, and uh, didn't lose any buildings or stage or anything. So so the, so the Medora sign is just fine. Is that what you're saying? Medora sign is fine. It's a little black behind it. It's a little what? I'm sorry. It's a little black behind it. Okay. Well, but as long as that's okay. Yeah, do you know how good. the fire, 
Do you know how the fire started and where exactly? Uh, the fire actually started um, on the west side of the river near the Bar X Ranch. Um, it was caused by a down power line, transmission line that runs through there. And was that line cut or was it just sagging or? Uh, more than likely, I know they are um, still investigating it uh, with the high winds and stuff that we have been experiencing this spring already. Um, that does kind of wreak havoc with power lines bouncing and, and wears them down. So oh my, so what, what's the containment rate right now in, on this fire? The containment rate right now we're looking at, it is 50% contained. And uh, we hope we can raise that number here by the end of the day. So, yeah, any idea? Like, what's your strategy now to get this thing as low as possible, as quick as possible? The strategy right now, we do have um, two separate divisions working on the fire of it. And we're starting on the edges and we're just pushing everything in. Now here, because we're live on Facebook saying, hey, big thank you to our first responders, firefighters, and then the North Dakota National Guard. I, I saw your Facebook um post recently and you just were talking about how dry it is there and share with us just the situation that you guys are in currently uh as of now there's very little green grass coming through uh, just due to the lack of moisture and the heat we've been seeing here early in the spring that all all adds up and drying those fuels out and when a fire does start they get large really fast yeah um, i'll give you the last word sir anything else we should know mr shockley now hopefully we have more information here by the end of the day um just want to thank all the majority of the individuals that were out here were volunteers um i can't give enough thanks to them from Weibo to south heart and people in between uh north and south we we had a very great response out of everybody yeah i heard there was multiple agencies some federal agencies everyone was working together so again thank you to you your team and everybody that was involved and uh for saving lives and saving saving structures in the amphitheater, of course. All right, no problem. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Billings County Fire Chief Kyle Shockley, just the outstanding job that he's done and his team as well. All right, we're going to share this with you. Some exciting news. Emerging Prairie doing some great things with Grand Farm, helping energize communities. Got a new a chief strategy officer, Dana Peterson. I had a chance to visit with her earlier today. Here's some of what she had to say. The energy and the excitement, the innovation, um, and just the creativity that uh, the Emerging Prairie team. Kind of things really jumped out to you, and, and I would say maybe even surprised you. because I Agriculture, and really saw a group of people that are pursuing um, innovation, collaboration, really looking forward to what technology has uh, for farmers and, and ranchers. The, the pursuit of this uh, energizing communities really allows us to build an ecosystem. We're building a test site for these different technology platforms. Dana, welcome to our community. It's great to have you here. If you want to see more of that interview, just uh, very easy to do. Go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash POV now. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you said, hey, Chris, we want to know what's in this COVID, this 1.9. I got I to bring that up. This $1.9 trillion COVID package. So Point of View's Anna Johnson dug into that for you. Here's what she found. 
Most people are familiar with the main parts of the American Rescue Plan, aka the stimulus package, but we have received a lot of requests from you to dig a little deeper and share what makes up the majority of the $1.9 trillion rescue plan. The Facts Foundation created this graphic to show how the funds from the American Rescue Plan are allocated. Like any bill, there is a huge amount of items in the bill, but I'll break down the more interesting ones. Agriculture received a sizable endowment, and part of that was $1 billion for socially disadvantaged farmers, ranchers, forest landowners, and operators, and groups. These are groups that the Department of Agriculture denotes as having been discriminated against by the USDA. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack has made it his mission to combat discrimination during his term. One of the more publicized parts of the bill was funds for education. While $122.8 billion in the package went to schools for general COVID management, here are a few schools that were allotted funds by name. $19.25 million for Gallaudet University in Washington, D.C. Now, D.C. has delegates, and because D.C. is still a district and not a state, delegates have limited voting privileges, which is why they didn't get to vote on this plan. Nevertheless, their university received a large endowment. $35 million went to Howard University, which is also in Washington, D.C. This HBCU has a long list of alumnus from Vice President National Technical Institute for the Deaf in Rochester, New York. New York being the home rescue plan allocated approximately $2 billion for cybersecurity. While that doesn't appear to have anything to do with addressing coronavirus, keep in mind that this is following an election at a time when both Republicans and Democrats were citing concerns about interference from one source or another. If you saw my previous set on how budget reconciliation works, you'll remember that Democrats did not require Republican support for this package and therefore could add whatever they felt was worthwhile into the mix. Some people have criticized them for the size of the package, especially as it included funding for pollution, fish and wildlife investigations, endangered species, and I'm paraphrasing here, international fish smuggling. The bill also allotted funds for foreign assistance and operations of around $8.96 billion, $500 million in refugee assistance, and almost $900 million for Native American tribes, housing, government, and language preservation, not specifically for COVID-19. But with a $1.9 trillion plan comes lofty expenditures for administration and oversight. In fact, the Inspector General received approximately $68.1 million, while administrative expenses were at least $2.1 billion of this bill. Now, the reason you should find that the most shocking is that the American people only received approximately $1.47 billion in direct payments. To review, more money was spent on paperwork, staff, technology, and oversight than on direct payments to the American people. Also, it's worth noting that some of these provisions can have money to be used as far in the future as 2027, which begs the question of how immediate the need was for these provisions in the first place. Now, the American Rescue Plan does continue to help millions of struggling Americans, but it's been criticized for being weighed down with pork. And while it's not uncommon to have special amendments and line items attached to the bills, it's rare for the U.S. to pass such large packages, and even less common for one to be passed with no bipartisan support whatsoever. Anna, thank you very, very much for that. We always appreciate the outstanding and hard work that you do here for the show.